folks, there's a new show on Stitcher Premium. It's called Jessamine Explains It All. Oh, baby. It's an advice and a lifestyle show about the realities of living the quote-unquote yoga lifestyle in the 21st century. Uh-huh. It's got interviews with her friends about facets of our intersectional identities in the 21st century. Think of it as the yoga of real life. Whoa. Yeah, politics, a gender identity, sexual identity. All different kinds of identities, yeah. so much more. And she'll answer your questions about the yoga of your life. So you, you call the listener hotline. The number there is 984-329-2185. Or email the show at info at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is spelled J-E-S-S-A-M-Y-N-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S-I-T-A-L-L.com. Dot C-O-M. Yeah. Uh, I like to to do math. So this show to me is like Dr. Ruth plus the read equals Jessamine Explains It All. Wow. Yeah. What do you think about that Really equation? solid math. Does that, make, does that make sense for you? Big time. Great. Well, then go to stitcherpremium.com slash Jessamine. We've already explained how to spell it. We're not doing it again. <laughs> Use promo code homophilia for a one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. Guys, I'm here with Dave Holmes drinking a cold brew at 6.25 p.m. Yeah, I don't even care. Wow. Yeah. Living so recklessly. It could keep me up half the night. I guess we'll find out later. Such a devil-may-care attitude. Oh, well, that's the way I roll, Matt. How are you? I'm really good. good. We're uh, we're here with uh, no planned topics to discuss. None at all. I, a great guest. So oh. we can be a little cocky. Yes, and yeah. uh, that guest has uh, had some uh, recent milestones that mm-hmm. we will discuss in the interview and also uh, outside of the interview. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Folks, Jeffrey Self is coming up in a little bit, but right now it's just the two of us hanging it's out in the studio. Just us. Having a little General Foods International cold brew and reminiscing. Dave, what – in your uh, MTV days, yeah. what were your interactions with Justin Timberlake? He uh, was there a lot. Mm-hmm. They were there a lot. It was, it was mostly a they – during my tenure of at MTV. In fact, um, their first appearance on the network was the first time I was ever on. And so if you, it's on YouTube. <gasps> and it, it's the five of them dancing to I Want You Back. And they do backflips and all kinds of shit in wow. the baggiest jeans you've ever seen in your entire life. Love you have it. no sense for the shape of any of their bodies. <laughs> and, uh, and then there are these like little beanbag chairs all set up. Because it was the first day of Want to Be a VJ, and there were 10 of us, and we're all on these beanbag chairs. And I'm just bopping away in a sweater that I think I borrowed from a friend. Wow. Uh, or from the – more likely from the, the wardrobe department. Oh, so you're doing the thi- – like you're – as they are performing, you're also we're on camera. kind of the you're watching, so you're, you're like kind of dancing. Yes. But yeah. Chair dancing. I'm chair dancing. I'm beanbag chair dancing. Great. Uh, so they will always have a soft spot in my heart, each one of them. Uh, for that whole thing. Of course. I mean, they're just, there's, there are positive connotations. Yes. Uh, since then, Justin Timberlake himself has taken twists and turns. At, fir- yeah. at first, I did not think he was the most charismatic of the bunch. Who did you I think was that it? would have been JC, J- whose na- last name I still don't know how to pronounce. Um, he's got the, the dark hair, blue Chaze. eyes thing that works on me every time. So you don't pronounce the Z. Uh, I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. Do others? I don't know. Don't care. I think it's one of those things everyone just kind of avoids. J.C. Chazé is the hottest one. He and is definitely the most attractive one, yeah. Currently, uh, the one who matters the most because a uh, hot take, Justin Timberlake can go fuck himself. Oh, boy. That's my cur- – I mean, you know, I do uh, – there's the Woody Allen thing, obviously. Sure. 
And I, I think the fact that he, that he can be this tone deaf this far into the game, I could see kind of squeezing by with that a couple Woody Allen movies ago. But mm-hmm. to literally go to the Golden Globes, to go to the Time's Up event. Yeah. And run around with your pin on being an ally while literally all of your peers who have worked with him are giving the money money away, doing public apologies. And yeah. he's got nothing to say for himself. You know what? I think uh, big celebrities live in a version of what we are now starting to live ourselves, which is they only hear what they want to hear. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You can you – can, you're so busy and you're doing things that you can just be like – you can have an assistant or a publicist yep. or just somebody in your life who like only filters news that is going to make you feel good to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that so you could be completely out to lunch about what your image is and about what your choices are yeah. doing. You well, know what I mean? did you see Dylan Farrow clap back at him on Twitter? Yes, I did. Beautifully. Yes, I did. I mean, and if that doesn't get through to him, then I don't know what else we can I, say. I guess not. But yeah, he probably. I don't. He doesn't strike me as somebody who looks at his mentions. But maybe somebody will show that to him. Somebody's got to show that. However, it is a big thing, and it's like, and it is, it is like that. You know this because you you work, you know, in the world of show. Mm-hmm. It is if there's somebody who is in front of the camera or on a stage or whatever. It is very important to keep that person in a good mood at all times. Yeah. So you laugh at all their jokes and you think all their ideas are great and all that because you don't want to cross them and because then everybody has a terrible day. Yeah. Right? So I, I would imagine in his world that is magnified, you know? Yeah. So it, it is possible to be that tone deaf. I hope that he is not so tone deaf that he does not invite Janet Jackson to be a part of the show. The halftime oh, show. Yeah. He, th- that is the only thing he could possibly do to redeem himself. At yeah. This yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. If he also, doesn't, he's kind of dead to me. I got to say, kind of a sidebar, but Jessica Beale, I always have to pot. Is it Alba? Is it Beale? Because, uh-huh. first of all, the fact that we are still as a people being asked to keep track of a Beale and an Alba at the same time is too much. At least we lost a Simpson. Well, yeah, so yeah, gone, fine. And I, by the way, still happy to hear from her when we do. But she, Simpson was like, what am I doing? I'm not a real singer. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to be a fucking mogul shoe designer. You know, God bless her. Yeah. Even Alba had the sense to be like, guys, who am I kidding? I'm not a real actress. Like, yeah, yeah I'll pop up and stuff from time to time. Sure. But like, I'm going to go, again, be a mogul. Meanwhile, Beale is being trotted out. I am meant to believe that this is the a, a lead dramatic actress on a prestige drama? Yeah, I don't I'm not I'm not following you there. No. No. No, thank you. It's also just uh, another side note, uh Olivia Munn and Wilde. Can't we don't need them both. One's right. got to go. Yep. Thunderdome. Yeah. Um, I recently heard Jessica Simpson's version of Angels, the Robbie Williams song, which I had forgotten that she did a cover of. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it is she is just fully singing it out of her nose. Yeah. Like I, I don't the only under- thing she knew how to do. God almighty. Yeah, I, I don't um I don't love Filthy. I think Filthy uh, the the new Justin Timberlake single. Oh, fuck no. I it just sounds like bleeps and bloops and I don't yeah. I don't it doesn't really grab me. Although I sort of eyes. felt that way about uh, Sexy Back and I I came around on that song. Oh, eventually. well that was that was a great time period for yeah, him. But also was. I'm going to team Britney for life. Oh. Never more so than now. Interesting. I wonder what their relationship is now. Do oh, they text on occasion? Do they follow know. each other on this on social media platforms? I don't know if anyone has does, any intel on that. I does Britney have anymore. access to any of her social media platforms? Yeah, somebody's running that for her for sure. Got to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of uh, potential douchebags online, um, Logan Paul has returned as oh, of today. Right. He posted his suicide awareness video, 
Um, he is. Uh, he has gotten a haircut, so we know he's serious. Oh wow! And um, and it's you know of course self serving and and dumb. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I hope that it gets through to somebody, and I hope that it's helpful and all that kind of thing. But you know, as an adult, it's officially wrong. What's the gist of his message? Uh, his message is you know here's what to do if somebody around you you know might appear suicidal yep. or something, you know, here are you know, resources and listen to them and, you know, common sense kind of stuff, yeah, things yeah, that yeah. people do, you know, tend to forget. Yeah. If, if it does, if it brings, if it makes somebody slightly more sensitive or whatever, then fine. Great. Here's the question though. Would you? Would I? Logan Paul, would you? Oh, uh, in my darkest hour, okay. maybe, possibly. <laughs> so 2 a.m. Yeah. By the way, we should tell the listeners to listen to your episode of How to Be Less Old. Oh, okay. You, we do get into about, it. about uh, Logan Paul. Well, we get uh, it as Nick. into it as a man my age it's can. A good one. Oh, yeah. they also uh, asked a question on How to Be Less Old recently uh-huh. that I'd love to pose to you. Please. Which was simply this. Madonna, what happened? Well- and this okay, I mean <laughs> the, the the answer is going to sound all kinds of ists. Oh, great! But it, I, but I I I'm I'm hoping to argue my way out of them. Ready? Either kind of ist. Um, she got old. She is a person. Oh, she is a human being. Human beings get old, and it doesn't just happen to women. Like you do reach a point in your career, especially in the world of music, yeah. where you kind of just do the oldies tour, and that's what you do. Like yeah. Rod Stewart sings, you know, Cole Porter songs in CDs that they sell in Starbucks. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, you, everybody reaches a point. Like even kind of. I mean, Jay Z is, is you know just released a, a huge album yes. for him, but it's it's a grown ups album, and from here out he will, uh, you know he'll he'll have a single here and there, but it's basically music for people in their mid thirties and up. Yeah, that is what happens to everyone's career. But he is still considered a pioneer. He's st- it's still he it's still, still is, with like full yeah. blown respect. Uh, whereas Definitely. Madonna, it's oh, like we're all sort of watching like. Half ironically. Yeah, because I think she feels like she has been immune to the the rule that just all musicians get old. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just – it happens and you, and you you know, you play to your fans and you, uh, you get to a point where you sell a certain amount of records. Now everyone's at a point where nobody sells any amount of records because yep. nobody buys any amount of records. But it's just, you know, you, you get into a certain stage in your life and it's not a failing and it's not like – it's not – People saying you're too old. It's just that is the way of the world. You can only reinvent yourself so many times. Yeah. Um, and I and I I don't know. I actually don't know where she is now. I assume she she might pop up on the Justin Timberlake halftime show. They have that cute little song together. Oh yeah, I'd love to see her there too. Sure. Oh, she is very active on Instagram. Very clearly running her own account. Oh All boy. The syntax and and weird weird caption like yeah. grammar errors. It's all mm-hmm. her. Oh really? Yeah. Anything. Of note recently? Uh, just a lot. It's her kids dancing. Her kids mm-hmm. look like they've got a great life. They, they're just dancing their hearts out. Sometimes they're fighting and they do seem mm, like brats. Okay. But I – yeah. I mean I'm – I've – I've my theory is a little different, which is that it's Evita. That oh. things really went wrong there because that's when she – learned to sing i'm putting that uh, in here cuz uh-huh. she really sounded better before she before she like trained as a vocalist yeah before she and pushed all the way through ever since then Evita. like every time you hear her sing it's like what are you doing it's uh-huh. so weird and controlled and over enunciated uh-huh. and like um and i guess it's more like correct but it's just sort of dorky yeah and that was right around the time that in tour she started playing guitar 
Yes. That which is also we don't need that from we don't Madonna. Need that, but then again, no, this is uh, not why we turned to Madonna. Music album. There's some good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, but, I still love her. Always but you know, the music album is 20 years old. No. Yes, it is. That's not possible. Well, 18. Fuck. Yeah, no, like a prayer. No. Uh uh Ray of Light yeah, is yeah. 20 years old. Oh, at least. God. I will maybe. be dead soon. It's insane. Uh did you see Lady Bird? Of course. Oh, and your thoughts? I loved it so much. I was a goddamn mess at the end of that movie. I saw oh. it in the theater, and I needed that. I needed to sit through the the credits just to pull myself together. More so than Call Me by Your Name? Oh, much more so. Wow. Than Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And I've I, I posted something to that effect on Twitter, and a couple of people were like, "Nothing happened." And it's like, I okay, you are officially dead to me. If that is not the most suspenseful movie of 2017 to you, <laughs> then I don't understand how your head works, and I don't want to talk to you. It, the, that airport scene, I nothing. I have no words. Oh my god, it was absolutely gorgeous, and it said so much about Catholicism and about mm-hmm. about youth and about fucking. Oh god, I just it absolutely destroyed me, and I don't know what took me three months. To to get my ass to a theater and see it. Worth the wait. Worth the wait and then some. Speaking of being oh, worth the wait. Oh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Oh, we, yes. we, never, we never closed out Logan Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. I Because um, I, here's my answer to yes. would you. Oh. Um, no, because like uh, Tommy Lauren or whatever her name is, yeah. he has all of the individual things that, that suggest attractiveness uh-huh. in people. You know what I mean? Yeah. The windswept blonde hair, uh-huh. uh, the, the broad shoulders, the yeah. sort of you know, surfer guy sort of demeanor. But if you look very closely, he has a witch face. Mm-hmm. He has like a wicked witch, like, like Snow White witch offering an apple <laughs> face. Look very closely at the face. Oh, uh, I don't want to. It is a witch face. Oh, God. It's a witch face. Well, good. So, no. So, the answer is- I'm glad that you warned us of that. Yes. Before all of us ran out there and fucked Logan Paul. Exactly. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. He will cast a spell on you. Um, Speaking of casting a spell. Oh. How about that segue? Come on. Who casts more of a spell? Jeffrey Self, uh, actor, writer, uh, raconteur. Sure. Uh, this interview was pre-recorded. Uh, we talk quite a bit about his engagement, but uh, spoiler alert: he has since gotten married. Mm-hmm. And you know who was there? Who? Everyone with an Instagram account. Every gay guy we know, uh-huh. except for us. <laughs> except for us, but we were there because we follow all those people on Instagram. But it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. We'll Listen. Be invited to the next wedding. Sure. There are only so many chairs. I get it. No, no, no. I'm of course. Very, no, very happy very, for we're them. Thrilled. We're delighted. And uh, love him and very excited for people to hear his interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody should watch Search Party, uh, which he's in. He's also got a new show coming out uh, on Pop TV that oh we did God. not talk about because this was breaking he's got, news. He's got a new book out. Jeez. God. I mean, the man is busy. Uh, enjoy this interview with Jeffrey Self. Listen. Do you like talking about your health? God, no. I don't like it one bit, Matt. Well, maybe we never should. Yeah, well, we never have. <laughs> so why start now? And it, it, they especially don't like talking about issues with their manhood. You know what we mean. Uh, like just masculinity in general? Well, I think, I think we mean more like their manhood. Oh, like their butts. No, like the front the front side the of front the manhood. The front butts? The front side of the manhood. Oh, God. Well, the you pieces. know, erectile dysfunction is not something that you should ignore even if you don't want to talk about it. It's like a check engine light that your body it flips on to let you know something's up. You're supposed to be able to get boners. If you yeah. can't, 
something larger might be wrong. Yeah. Right? So get into it. Explore it. That is why Roman built a way for guys to connect with a physician and start a dialogue in a safe and discreet environment. They handle everything from online diagnosis to prescription delivery. Mm-hmm. So you can get medication shipped to your door without ever leaving your couch. That's right. And these uh, these online visits, so easy. Just a, a few simple questions about your medical history. You let the physician know if you have a medication preference. In that online visit, within two hours, a U.S. licensed physician will review your treatment request and write a prescription if you need one. Frankly, this sounds like a lot of fun. It kind of does. Doesn't it? Yeah, the Roman Pharmacy Network ships your medication for free. Discreet packaging marked RHP. They refill it automatically every month, every quarter. Really? It just depends on how many boners you want. Uh, For $50 off your first month, visit GetRoman.com slash homo. That's GetRoman.com slash homo for $50 off your first month. Matt, can I tell you something? Yes. I have a Casper mattress. Bragging right out the gate. I'm sorry, but it's true. I have to. I heard about Casper mattresses. I had to go and find out for myself. And I did. And it's great. For people who don't know, tell them what it is. Well, Casper is a mattress. It's a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Now they have three mattress models. What? Yeah. The original Casper, which I have, which is great, the Wave, and the Essential. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. I'm all angles. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that I'm looking at just a fucking mess of geometry mm-hmm. over here. Where does that body sleep on? Yep, on a on a on a Casper. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. It's a comfy night's sleep. It's delivered right to your door in a small how do they do that size box? Oh, with Matt, free shipping. Uh, the, the the whole th- the unboxing of a Casper mattress is so dramatic and exciting. Wait, have you done an unboxing video with you and your Casper mattress? Not a video, no. Kind of oh. just kept it to myself, just me in bed. But it, it comes in a box. There's a little tool to open it, and then boom, it comes out, and it fills it fills the room. This does if you have sound like a real thing. No, it's really cool. It's very cool, and it's very comfortable. Uh, the best part is you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. And if you spend a third of your life sleeping, you guys, so you should be comfortable, uh-huh. start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Uh-huh. Get 50 bucks towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash homo and using homo at the checkout. That's casper.com slash homo, offer code homo for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, come on. They always do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Our guest today is an actor, yep. an entertainer, yep. a writer of fiction, yes, a shining light oh. in our community, a social media influencer. I yeah, would say. I'd, I'd say so. Oh, yeah, a hair model. Oh. Um, his name is Jeffrey Self. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. How are you, Jeffrey Self? I'm well. I'm surrounded by your dogs. Yeah, and it's very it's, doggy. It's very calming, today. I yeah. will say. It's just very, to, Your just, dog is a lot going on over here, Dave. Yes. And then the, your dog, uh, Matt, is has could be less interested. There's not mm-hmm. a way he yeah. could be. We will probably hear her snoring. <laughs> yes. Or she, uh, excuse me. Recurring motif. Excited panting. That is not coming from me. That is coming from my dog. He's two years <laughs> old. He's very excitable. This is his first time at Earwolf. He's a baby Muppet. Oh, he is so sweet cute. as can be. Finn Wise Wheaton on Instagram. Oh, He's got really? Yeah, yeah, we're Instagram? just starting his sort of How do you Instagram feel about presence. that? Because I don't love it. I don't know that I love it, but it's it's there. People <laughs> okay. like to see them. Is it you know? because sure. you feel like you don't want to barrage people Ooh. with dog pictures that they don't want to see on your own account? No, I don't mind that at all. 
Yeah. I, uh, now, there's just something. I, I think basically we're trying to get free treats and shit Ooh. out of it. Oh, maybe. okay. Well, as long as you are like, uh, that's your objective. You're above yeah. board. Honestly. You're not like, oh, no, we just like this. But if we got free treats, that'd be nice. No, you're like, no, I want yeah. the free I don't, treats. No, I don't want to get it to a point where we're doing appearances or anything sure. like that. No. Just send me a, you know. Just no, I do. I, I laugh at that. But then I actually jerky. follow a bunch of like celebrity dogs on Instagram. Really? So Yeah, like Sir Barkley Charles is a oh, very cute God. Oh, that's uh, a French bulldog. Yep, yep. And uh, Joy Behar currently has a new, uh, I don't know what the dog is, but it's very cute. Uh, yep. Bernie Behar. Uh, uh, There's a lot of cute dogs on Mark on Jacobs' dogs are pretty famous. See, that's where I draw the line, I feel like. That's what, too far. I don't know why, but that just immediately, like, my guttural reaction to that was to be mad. I am scared of those. I, I, I don't mean to be racist, but those, what is the kind of dog he has? With the oh, I have no idea. I just, yeah. the idea of Mark Jacobs putting pictures of his dogs online makes me like, you have enough. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, good. Yeah. Your you're plate good. is you want plenty more. full. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, Jeffrey Self, what are you uh, what are you watching right now? When you when you get some downtime in the um, five minutes of your day that you what aren't. I, uh, ooh, doing last other night things. I watched a really good movie. Uh, well, by a really good movie, I mean I really enjoyed it, but it might not be a very good movie. It's uh, it's on iTunes right now, and it's Mansfield sixty six sixty nine, and it's a documentary about the theory, the conspiracy theories behind uh, Jane Mansfield's death. Oh, you know, when she was in the car accident and everything. Yeah, and she was dating the high priest of the Church of Satan, like the founder of the Church of Satan. She like had Anton this sort LeVay? of- Yes, Anton LaVey. And they had this romance together. I didn't and know And then that. she left him for somebody else and he put a curse on the guy she left him for. Uh-huh. Um, I'm assuming uh, Hargate. And yeah. then Hargate, there was like- like eight different car accidents and then they had the one that killed all of them with the kids in the back it's very interesting I highly recommend the documentary the only, the, my biggest note about the documentary is like they don't have any real people from that I assume know either of these people that are mm-hmm. interviewed it's all people like um, it's Marilyn from you know like the club yeah. day, like London club kid uh, where you're just like why does Marilyn have I've, I mean Marilyn's yeah. got some time but like but but Marilyn has a lot of screen time and you're just like why why is Marilyn the the main focus of yeah. the Jane Mansfield film um there's a lot of John Waters is in it quite a bit that's a nice that's a nice sure. Peaches Christ you know it's clearly gay people made this film yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but it is uh, I highly recommend it it's fascinating and is Hargate uh, the Mariska question yeah was in the car what? with her parents when they died the three kids were asleep in the back seat or else they would have been killed as well. They were all laying down asleep and the front of the car got crushed. So everybody in the front of the car was just like literally like destroyed. And that was her dad and James, and James, Jane, Jane, (laughs) and Mariska Hargitay and her two siblings. I I think it was her dad in the, in the, who was one of the others killed. Don't, don't don't quote me on it. Wasn't it it like they like scooted under a truck or something? Yes. So there's this, the, on the, on the back of like semi trucks now, you know, they have those like those, um, there's like a beam I don't know if that's what you'd call it, but it's like a bar on the Uh back of the truck so that things can't like go underneath it. Yes. And that's what happened to that car. And apparently that is why those things got invented Mm -hmm. is because one of those things decapitated Jane Mansfield. Jeez. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know what's also interesting? I just, uh, not just, but uh, some years ago, read the uh, the Boy George uh, memoir, uh, Take It Like a Man. Which I'm sure is Marilyn all over it. Marilyn is all over it. And her boyfriend through most of it is Gavin Rossdale. What? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just fact. And the book came out before Bush was a thing. But Gavin Rossdale was sort of like a scene stir and whatever. So like it was, it was they were a couple and it was Whoa. a known thing. And it's so weird to me. 
that that's in a book and that's corroborated by a lot of people, but it was never when they were at their height, it was never a thing. And no one talks about it. No one talks about it. That's were there yet Rossdale gay rumors? Am I making that up? No, I mean there's gay there, facts. Well, Marilyn Maryland is, is a, a man. It's a man, yeah. Oh, Marilyn is but a man. Marilyn was, I, I was like Marilyn a is. gender very, very ahead of uh, ahead of his time yeah. gender. A friend of Boy George. Gender fluid kind of frenemy of Boy George, actually. Oh, like a peer of Boy George. Clearly never seen Taboo the musical. Not see, I have not seen that. Pro- produced by Rosie O'Donnell. It was the uh, biopic musical of Boy George. He wrote the score. It's oh, actually yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very good. Is it really? Yeah, and Boy George was in it, and he played Lee Bowery. Holy shit. Oh, it's actually it's actually really fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it. So Are Marilyn you, is in it? Uh, the, the Marilyn's char- a character in right, it as well, yeah. yes. I'm ashamed that I didn't know Marilyn. Yeah. Uh, you got to oh, read the book. You, you got to read Take It Like a Man. It's fantastic. And Marilyn has a memoir, too, that I've read some sure. of, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's yeah. a little all over the place. Yeah. And my favorite thing about the well, there's a lot to love about the Boy George uh, memoir, but and I think there's a, a second one since. But this one ends in like ninety two, ninety three, after oh, he's been busted for for coke a bunch of times. Sure, and uh, and he's like, you know, drugs are bad or whatever. And that's how it ends. That's how it like ends. it's not like it, it's not like he doesn't step forward yeah. in sobriety or whatever. He's just kind of like I probably won't do heroin again. Anyway, thanks for reading. Like <laughs> it's it's. I'd like to thank my editor, my agent. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. that's basically just yeah. how he ties it yeah. all up. Anyway, thanks and good night, everyone. But it's really fascinating. And like every all of that, like he was on top of the world and then like spat out by twenty six. Now. But then I would hope there's another memoir since he like got arrested for it. Didn't he have like someone like imprisoned in yeah, his apartment? Yeah, chained to a radiator. Did you know that? Yeah. Boy, yeah. yeah you, do you do you not read the news? I Boy George, a uh, goddamn thing. Boy George changed somebody to his radiator for like like a rent boy a wa- for a while. Yeah. Uh, and the rent boy finally, I think, like freed himself. Uh, or somehow, may, or it just was, or it was, just has a radiator or, <laughs> attached yeah, to him at all times. Walking around central <laughs> to London, this day, still trying to shake it off. And Boy George went to jail for this. I believe so. no, he didn't go to jail, but he did have to pick service. up uh, trash on the side of the road, sure. like a uh, community Shit. service. Yeah, which is how we ended up with the boy in the first place. Hey, hey Queen. Hey. Um, yeah, but there there are famous pictures of him in like the yellow yes. vest or I the, have the so orange much vest to thing. Learn. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I think that was. After the musical, <laughs> I mean, he's I had hope. a real roller coaster ride, but there has for sure been a sequel, and I, yeah. I have not. And read then, that. I mean, I don't know why we're on this wormhole of Boy George, but now why he's not? back in my zeitgeist because he is a friend of one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's correct. Because oh, PK yeah. is his manager. And Which Brian Sophie saw PK and Boy George having lunch at Jones on Third the other day. That's wow. all. Oh my god! Yeah. <gasps> Very big stars. All of our worlds are colliding, <gasps> guys. Yeah. Um, PK is the vilest pig to ever uh, grace oh, the, it, the franchise. Well, I don't know. Russell, the one who killed himself. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. He's dead now. He was yeah. pretty. So let's he was watch pretty it. what was coming to him <laughs> yeah. uh, from himself. Uh, I Okay. So I don't really watch these, but I sort of know the – like I know that he's got a wife who thinks she's British. Yep. But PK has a wife, yes, uh, who thinks she's British. Dorit, yes. Dorit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. She's and got an, like, she, an Israeli, Connecticut, transatlantic yeah. – Accent. It's kind of like Lindsay Lohan's new accent. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's oh, very man. similar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very yeah. good. <laughs> um, speaking of, wait, you reminded me. Oh, are you watching Smilf? I am loving Smilf. Loving it. It's okay. So well, first of all, I'm like it. a diehard Rosie O'Donnell. That's devotee. what made me think of it. 
Uh, what did you know? I was Rosie is is one of your sort of all time like, queens, right? Yes, she's like my number one. I mean, with like Whoopi and Diane Keaton, but right. like Rosie's like way up there. I feel like this is like the ninth time I've been in an Earwolf uh, recording studio talking about Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, um, you're here but, for it. Uh, that's Play what your I, strengths. That's what they bring me in. Um, you're gonna but, be the Marilyn and Rosie <laughs> documentary yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's great though. Have you seen Smell? I have not yet. It's really great. This yeah. girl Frankie Shaw, who stars in it, created it, directed it, writes it, is incredible. First yeah. of all. Um, oddly attracted to her, and that doesn't happen to me She's often. Beautiful. She's really attractive. The guy who plays her baby daddy is truly He's really dreamy. Yeah. And then Rosie is giving the most like incredible, understated, uh, raw, just fabulous performance. Has like really long gray hair. Yeah. She's not really made no makeup. makeup. Uh-huh. She's playing like a hard edge, and she's not like, pushing. No. It's one of the best performances I've seen Rosie O'Donnell give. It's wow. like better than, yeah, she plays her like better than riding the mom bus with my sister. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's exactly where I was going. Thank you. For I can't that. believe I didn't pause for that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, it's like a profound performance. It's fantastic. It's legitimately fantastic. And All it's right, a great I'm show. In. Um, I'm in. So let's talk about Search Party. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of television, did hey. you watch the first season? You can in say one in, in a day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was one well, of those oh, things they where did that whole binge thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael, my boyfriend, was like, Will you save this for like a long weekend? And I was like, No, I will not. I was oh. like, oh, goodbye. Oh, bye. Yeah. It, and it, you guys are still okay? We're we're working through it. <laughs> season two is gonna be tough because I'm gonna do the same thing. Right. Is season two gonna be bingeable? No, they're not doing that again. They're Shit. doing which I think is weird. They're doing two episodes a night. Uh, so every Sunday there'll be two. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. So this Sunday there's two. So it's not an hour long show. Um, yeah, exactly. And okay. then the next Sunday there'll be two and the blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I guess there are 10 episodes, I think. Uh, and it's really good. I haven't seen yeah. any of it. So you I haven't seen any of no, it? No, I don't know. I don't, I, I saw, I've seen like images, but I haven't seen any like actual clips. Will you tell the people who haven't seen it yet about what the show, the show is? And, and the show is, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, so I, the show is, uh, it was brilliantly created by Charles Rogers and Sarah Violet Bliss. Uh, and Michael Showalter is an executive producer on it. And, uh, they, and maybe created it with them. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but, uh, it's a show, it's a mystery about like a group of four friends in Brooklyn who all have sort of very uh, – an array of uh, uh, disappointments uh, in their in their 20s uh, and need something to be uh, living for. And uh, the main character, Alia Shawkat, uh, uh, basically realizes somebody they went to college with is missing and basically turns her life into obsessively trying to find this missing person. And then by the end of the first season, something crazy happens in mm-hmm. their search for the missing person. Uh, and then the second season is them dealing with the consequences of the crazy thing happening in mm-hmm. the first season. Yeah. Uh, and I play John Early's boyfriend. Uh, John Early plays a very, very, just a horrible, just terribly vapid, abusive um, gay guy who we all know a version of. Yeah. And uh, I play his very, very abused but, um, uh, but agreeable loyal. and loyal boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and this season I feel like he's even worse to me and I'm even more in love with him. So wow. it's uh, it's dark. It's uh many relationships I've had in the past. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. But what what is the set like? Is the set the most fun? It yeah, they're, it's like- a, they're good. Yeah, I mean, they're all good. It's all funny, funny people. So, right. yeah. And it's in New York, so that's fun. Jesus. You get to go to New York and complain about having to be there to work. That's yeah. nice. And, like, mm-hmm. you get to, like, get out of having to see people in L.A. by being like, oh, I'm in New York all summer. But in reality, mm-hmm. you were just there, like, two weeks out of the year, it, the summer, but it looks like you were there all summer. Don't so. give away your secrets, but, Jeffrey. Yeah, no, no, that's, like, yeah, that's the best part of it, I think. Oh, God. Oh, wait, it looks like 
like you were use it, using it to flake on plans <laughs> is yeah. the best. Uh, you were just there recently again, right? Uh, well, yeah, I was there over last week. They did like this really bizarre uh, lunch party event. Uh, with Punch Drunk Theater Company from the UK. They did that Sleep No More show uh-huh. in, yeah, in yeah. New York. And so they did this like interactive, I don't know how to explain it, um, fan experience for the show as part of the comedy festival in New York. And basically they turned the like basement of the public hotel into this immersive thing that reflected plot lines and themes from the new season very bizarre. Um, So like you had to go through this sort of thing with like 50 different actors and dancers touching you and like saying things to you, like, I know what you've done. And like a lot of them being very attractive. And you're like, is the, are they only doing this this with me? me? Uh, And they weren't, uh, as you, as you would find out later. Uh, And also very, a very, very ballsy uh, move to have uh, your launch event be something where just random men are touching you in the dark in this climate. But, uh, but there you go. Uh, But so, yeah, I was there. And so they did a big party and stuff for that. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really good. It premieres on the 19th of November. November and then every Sunday so after that. excited. It's very, Clear very good. Every Sunday. Yeah. What are you listening to? What am I Jeffrey listening Self. to? Ooh, I've been listening to, on my way here, this great podcast on NPR called Embedded. Do you know about this? Yeah, I don't. And they're doing Trump stories right now. Oh, boy. And it's, it's, I know that sounds disgusting and awful, um, unless you support the president like well, I do. So no. Some of our listeners um, do. <laughs> Shout kidding. out to those people. Uh, but uh, it's uh, stories about basically they go through a different person uh, in the administration and be- in the backstory of who they were before all of this happened. Uh-huh. So I just listened to the one about Bannon on my way here and like oh. his time in Hollywood. Yeah. And it is fucking crazy and fascinating. I just started the one on Kushner because I finished the Bannon one as I was pulling up and then realized I was here. Uh-huh. But uh, it, it's very, very good. So I've been listening to that obsessively. Uh, what else have I been listening to? I've been listening to the audiobook of Sheila Nevins's book. Um, uh, what is it called? You Don't Look Your Age, I think, and Other Lies, something. Uh-huh. Sheila Nevins was the head of documentary at HBO oh, for many, great. many years. And she made this like book of essays about growing old as a woman. Oh. And uh, right up my alley. And every uh, on the audiobook, every chapter is read by a different person. Uh-huh. So it's like Marlo Thomas. Ooh. It's like Rosie O'Donnell getting back to Rosie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like, uh, there. I mean, there are so many. Alina Dunham does one as like one of the younger stories. Uh, it's fantastic. And I highly recommend it. You know what I was listening to and thinking of you is Sherry Salata's podcast. Have you oh, heard this? Yes. This What's it called? 50? This, this is, is 50. 50. Um, yes. Well, first of all, Sherry Salata, I mean, icon. Do you know who uh, Sherry Salata is? I don't. So Sherry Salata was the EP of the Oprah Winfrey show in the last, oh. let's say, six or seven seasons uh-huh. and then ran and started um, – own the Oprah Winfrey Network with yeah. Oprah gotcha. uh, when they broke off and did that. But then she left. Yeah. I don't know if there was drama behind the scenes. I don't know if somebody said something, but she started her own company. Um, she's producing things, a lot of things with Nate Berkus. And yep. uh, she has a podcast called This Is 50, where she talks to other women over 50. Yeah, it's her and her best friend. It's, it's Sherry and Nancy, Sherry and Nance, mm-hmm. just talking about their, they're each on like a, like a journey. They have their pillars. Yeah. Up, so it's like, what are we tackling in in terms of like uh, sex and relationships? And they're bumbling because yeah. they're both you know divorced. And then they talk about um, bumbling, meaning the app, not yes. like bumbling <laughs> fools, <laughs> yeah. knocking over yeah. furniture. Yeah. You know how it is when you're divorced; you're always just yeah. falling, falling over apart, and yeah. <laughs> tripping over things. Um, and they talk about uh, you know they're 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 building a new uh, brand together called yeah. Story Co or something. Sure, I'm um, in. They're the best. Yeah. What are your feelings on uh, Ian Levan's hat? 
I go back and forth. Okay, I the episode where Oprah and Ilanya Ilana, how do you say Ilana? Ilana. Okay, um, sit down for the first time after all those years. The and apology episodes. The apology episodes. The two and that. Yeah, it was only supposed to be one, and yeah. then they realize midway through this is really good shit. We're gonna do two. Yep. Uh, very good. They did a behind uh-huh. the scenes episode about that. That was really good mm-hmm. uh, in the early days of OWN. Uh, that's where Sherry Salata kind of became an on-camera star. That's where I learned about yeah, her. Same. Yeah, same. Oh, wow. Because uh, she, the behind-the-scenes show, did you ever watch that? No. Oprah's 25th season, and we'll get back to Iyanla. Uh, no. um, 25th season behind-the-scenes was how they launched OWN, and it was like a behind-the-scenes documentary reality show about the producers about of it, the final the season. the final season. It was so good. Yeah. And, and Sherry's like a smoky voiced gal. Yeah. Like she's, she's, she's kind of like a her, Kathy Moriarty she, kind yeah, of, yeah. Uh, but like Kathy Moriarty at Eslin, you know, uh-huh. like yeah, exactly. it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like a great movie. I would love to see sure. um, a documentary scripted narrative. I don't care. But uh, so anyways, Elon, so yeah, that episode was great uh, because uh, I really, I, so I really enjoyed her in that episode, but I've never really gotten into that. Uh, Fix, my, Fix life. my life show. Jeffrey, it's so great. You got yeah, I, I just never really it enjoyed it. So much. Is I it love still it so on? Much. Oh yeah. 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 Fifth season. I oh wow. Um, yeah. It's it is truly amazing. Like she, she it's it's she's always got like a visual aid, yeah. you know, for it. Like there was a thing uh, a couple seasons ago where it was like, you know, four sisters bound by shame. Yeah. And it was, you know, tell tell us, you know, <laughs> again, a movie something. I want to see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she she made like a like a football field in their living room and it was like, you know, confess something and then you take a step forward. And then at the and then there was this thing under an easel the whole time and they were like, What's it gonna what's there? What's there? There was suspense. And then all the women did their did their thing and she took the like the the sheet off the thing on the easel and it just said walk of shame. What? And it was like what? just oh. on a poster board. And it was like, oh, okay, that was Does a little she underwhelming. Not know what that walk of shame means something else not, entirely. Yeah, she doesn't seem to. I also thought underneath the easel was going to be either A, a picture of Oprah, or B, a picture of their father. <laughs> oh yeah. Or no. both. Oh, you yeah, make that would have been version good. of this movie. That would have been good. I would have been more into that. Yeah. Um yeah, I haven't gotten into that show. Uh it's an hour too, isn't it? It is an hour. I have a hard time with hour long television. Sometimes too too much to ask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say it's 11 minutes of show per hour, so you can do yeah. a lot of fast-forwarding. Yeah. But she, she gives great crazy. Oh, whoa. Yeah, well, that 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 is true. I've been a really kind of a not-a-nice Oprah fan lately in that I haven't been really following much of the own content. Yeah. Super Soul Sundays are apparently, like, incredible right now. They're true. all on my DVR. I just – every time I get ready to watch them, I'm like, oh, but I'm in too much of a negative headspace to yeah. watch this. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You, a there's, a, there's a Super Soul Sunday, like, best of episode that just came well, out. That's to, probably great. That's great. Okay. You'll get little nuggets from each of them. Uh-huh. She just had Joe Biden on. Uh-huh. It's amazing. And she's doing them in her backyard now, right? It looks like it's, it's what it, I want to Montecito. believe her Yeah, backyard. I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's babbling is. brooks and meadows. Oh, and God. Have you ever seen amazing. Oprah anywhere? Never had like a sighting. No, I don't oh, think you're you? able to. I, yeah, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, uh, I have not. No. Oh, yes, I have. I went to the, um, but not in like a, a random way. I went to the taping of the Oprah Surprise Spectacular, which was the f- second to last episode of the series of the uh-huh. Oprah Winfrey Show, uh, where they did it at whatever the big like Staples Center esque place yeah, yeah. in Chicago. I don't know what that would be called. Uh, and they did like this huge show for like. I think it was 30,000 people. Yeah. Uh, and they had different – she, like, came on stage and she had no idea what was going on. Uh-huh. And she didn't know it was even in there. Uh, 
I mean, even though she like showed up in like hair and makeup and like a couture gown, so yeah. like she knew she was going to something. But like it was then like it was Tom Hanks walks out and he's the host and yeah. he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, you know uh, Aretha Franklin," and that you know it's it, it's uh, it, uh, incredible. They bring out all of the men that she like oh, uh, that gave the, the scholarships. Yeah, to? all the Morehouse College, Morehouse College guys yeah. that uh, were part of her scholarship program um, come out and they like fill the room. Yeah. And uh, Chris Chandlewith is standing on the center of the stage <laughs> yes. singing because I. Knew you from for good uh, from Wicked and Oprah Winfrey's just like standing in the middle of the of this like sort of thing that goes out into the audience like a Beyonce concert and just sobbing and everybody's just sort of like thirty thousand people staring up at her as she sobs. It was magic. Can you imagine being on the receiving end of Of a smile from Kristen Chenoweth? Oh, (laughs) I just feel like it's it's megawatts and it's just it's intense. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I would. Yeah, are you are you a follower of uh, Kristen Chenoweth's incredible Instagram presence? I know. Oh, get on it immediately. The girl knows how to use Instagram Live like nobody else. First of all, she has an abusive relationship with her dog. If you ask me, Uh, she does not seem to like the dog, and she's always shaming the dog on Instagram. And like, like holding the dog up and being like, tell them what you did. And then, you know, obviously the dog can't because it's a dog and they dogs don't talk. <laughs> and uh, then she tells you. And uh, usually it's something, you know, like, oh, the dog got on the bed. Yeah, I told him yeah. not to. And then she just does a whole thing and sings about it on Instagram Live, just yeah. sort of riffs and, yeah. you know, hits those high notes I, I, for she, about an hour. I, I've found her hard to... I don't want to say look at, but like she reminds me so much of Kellyanne Conway now I know what that you're saying. I yeah. have to take a step. Back. There's a little too yeah, much work, it's yeah. But she's, you know, hey, look, she's very talented, sure. and uh, and the Instagram is well worth it. Great, I highly recommend. Other key Instagram stories to follow. Ooh, ooh. Are you an um, Andy Cohen person? Uh, I, when he's drunk on his balcony. I yes, I am an Andy Cohen person. Um, he, you're uh, you're a regular in the clubhouse. Yes, you're bartending. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Um, it's a fun experience, it's right? A fun, you've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, yeah. It's yeah. a very fun experience. Have you done it since they changed the studio? Yes. Uh, just it. Yeah, it's very nice in that studio. It is. It's really nice. It's a very awkward thing to be doing uh, the the bartending thing on Watch Happens Live because you're just there to essentially wave at the yeah. camera. <laughs> you once. don't get to say anything, and you feel like it's just so. And then the audience, you're like in the elevator with the audience when you leave uh-huh. and then they always kind of say like why didn't you do more and you're like well you, I can't I can't, I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. And like, you I literally can't you can't you're just sort of like pushed into a corner yeah. I mean it's a lovely thing and it's a great way to promote things but like yeah but you're not there to to chat I no. Mean, there's no no there's no bandwidth yeah the, the first time I did it John Hamm was on and we okay. had a fun little banter thing okay. going on in, in the show but then I was like I watched it and it was like, oh, my mic wasn't up. No, totally. Because you're not supposed to talk. Right. No. So when it's time for you to talk, they turn your mic up. The rest of the time, it's like yeah. you're not, you're a, a potted plant. You are literally a potted plant. Yeah. Which and we love being a potted plant. Of yeah. course. Listen, we do it again in a heartbeat. One hundred percent. I mean, but uh, it is a very interesting thing. So wait, uh, yes, Andy Cohen's Instagram stories fascinating. Uh, let me see who else is amazing on Instagram right now. Uh, somebody you would know. Um, are you following this Instagram well, account, us. LA Basics? Yes. yes yeah. It's LA great. Very funny. It's really funny, it. right? Yeah. It's, it's really, funny. really funny. Wait, I, I have to go back to Andy Cohen for one second. Just get your okay. take on the Andy, Kathy Griffin oh my God. shit show. That was, that's so crazy. Well, I mean, like, I'm a fan of both of those people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know Kathy Griffin. I know Andy, you know, moderately well. Uh, and, uh, I don't, I mean, like, I, I feel like Kathy seems a little unhinged mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that whole photo thing with the Trump stuff. And I think her, I didn't to- then Nobody like her, did, and then her launching that tour, I thought was brilliant and like such a good narrative. 
Uh, and it was very cool. She like shaved her head in support of her sister who was dying of cancer. Like I'm all for that. That's cool. But now it's like, you know, the tour's going, there's been a lot more of these like Instagram, uh, YouTube video, like straight to camera. I'm going to yeah, spill yeah, yeah. the tea kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is like, what's great about her when she's doing stand up is like saying that and you're like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm in this room and she's telling me, but it doesn't feel that way on the, on the videos. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of making me a little uncomfortable at this yeah. point. Like, she had one last night where she was coming after some somebody and, like, you know, calling them, like, a fat fuck or something. And I was like, you know, let's, yeah, no. let's be a I, little more together. Dave's take on it, I feel like, was so perfect, which is simply that we I, we, we we don't live in times where we can have an Andy can't Cohen af- versus no. Kathy Griffin. No. Can't afford this it. Is, no. Can't afford it. This is Hillary Clinton administration exactly. behavior. Yes. This is not Trump administration. Right. Behavior. We can't have you fighting right yeah. now. You're both rich as fuck. You're yes. both doing great. Yeah. Take a breath, shake your hands. You know what and I mean? It's like just 100%. like I'm just get in a room. I look at like his ass. video was a little like when he did the whole I don't know. Yeah, her it was video. not wise. It not was necessary. not great. Yeah, and look, I mean, it would have been funny in like an interview as like a one off and then moving on and like, no, she's great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look, you know, we don't work together anymore. We haven't worked together in a long time, but I wish her the best. Like that's, I, it was way too long of yeah. the like, I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know yeah. her thing, but I've also never gotten off an airplane and had like a camera in my face following me to the car. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. When I can imagine he had like a good dose of edibles before he got, I would sure. imagine. I mean, I would hope, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, at least one Ambien. Yeah. Uh, and a, and a Chardonnay, but, uh, uh but yeah, so I, I, not, no one's handled themselves great mm-hmm. in the situation. Yeah. Uh, but, we can't, we uh, can't have it. No, we, we can't, can't have it. it. That's can't a great, it. We can't afford it. It's, it's a like, great does point. he owe it to her to be to be kind to her just because she has been an ally historically? In my opinion, yes, he does. Yeah, at a little this, bit. At, at this juncture, right now, he does. Yes, yeah. we need our allies fucking in line. Yeah. yeah, get yourselves in a fucking room. Close the door behind you. Yeah, we'll give you a fucking case of Fiji water. Yeah, and some cold cuts. Totally, you're, you're not allowed out until you fucking <laughs> shake hands. I fully agree with that. Uh, and I. I, I it, but I may also assume a lot of this is for the narrative of her, of her act. And yeah. I think she's making a documentary on this tour. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of this has to do with the documentary. She fainted and then on stage recently. She fainted on stage. Um, yeah, a lot she, of crazy the, shit. she fainted on stage. And then, like, she did a YouTube, like, I'm going to spill the tea video. I don't know if you saw this one, but like the whole point of it was to like, respect Stockard Channing, which I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you're, you're getting that. me back yeah. on your face. She made this specifically for you. Like, yeah. She was like, I'm going to get Jeffrey self on my side. <laughs> it was very weird. And it was just like, here, I'm going to tell you, that I'm going to spill the tea on Donald Sutherland. And you're like, oh, don't, oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly good. Like, it's, uh, I've got anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, we're going to take a break and yeah. come back and spill a uh, plan. Plenty of tea on <laughs> Donald's self of life <laughs> with Donald Sutherland <laughs> and also Donald Sutherland. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, Matt. Hey. Do you know who is super smart and funny and well-connected and has a show here on Earwolf? There's someone in this network who's all of those things? Yeah. Who? Kevin Pollack. Oh, of yeah. course, Kevin Pollack. It's called Kevin Pollack's Chat Show. It's on Earwolf. Uh, by the way, recent guests, if you're a Stranger Things fan. And who isn't? They include David Harbour. He plays Hopper. And he talks about it. Also, it talks about his upcoming role as Hellboy. <gasps> also, Joe Keery with that delicious head of hair. Oh, of course. Swung by. If you want to hear more of Kevin's interviews with celebrated actors, directors, comedians, and much more, go subscribe. Kevin Pollack's Chat Show. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. Your favorite podcatcher. Shabbat <laughs> shalom.
All right. We're back with Jeffrey Self. Hi. Jeffrey. We're going to talk about your love life and sex oh. and dating and all that stuff. Sure. And I feel like you have lived out loud. In, oh. I mean, yeah, and I feel like I you have a lot of sex. I don't, but um, I have lived out loud very much. Yeah. I've overshared most of my um, uh, romantic uh, adventures uh-huh. and misadventures. Hey. Right? <laughs> uh, your but, life is your art. You know, you've got to laugh. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have. You know, I'm now getting I'm getting married. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. I'm very Congrats. excited. Uh, but like, I'm very uh, with this particular relationship. We're getting married, and it's probably we have it. We probably have not been together long enough to be getting married, but that's okay. How long? Yeah. Uh, almost three years. That's that's a that's a good amount. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also met though while I was like dating someone else. So like, mm-hmm. there's a, there there are elements to it where I feel like apolog- I feel like I'm, I don't know why I'm apologizing every time I bring up my engagement, which is probably <laughs> something I should be looking into. But uh, I I I just feel like it's such a like a thing to be getting married. It's just yeah. like such a a cry for attention. But in reality, I'm not really doing it for that reason. But. Uh, this relationship has been very nice because it's been the first one I've ever had where we don't really um, put our entire relationship on the internet for people to look at. And mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah. that's a new thing for I me. I would like more of it, frankly. And it, it's nice. I'd like to know more about well, what's that is, going that's going on. Strat- that's a marketing strategy. That's a strategy. You leave them you got to slide into the DMs to, to sure. get the it's deets. It's working. Uh, and, uh, yes. And, uh, but, yes, but because in the past, every uh, relationship I've had before this has, you know, either um, – existed in the joyful moments online or in the negative moments yeah. online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nice. And there's, it's too much of that. I mean, if you, you're married, right? No. You're not married. But you've been with, your, I mean, with your guy law, for, for a I long suppose. time. Yeah. And you, do you find that you like curate the perception of your relationship through social media? I don't know that we do. We uh, just yeah. kind of snap just a picture your wherever. Yeah. Like we predate that whole thing. So it was never, oh, it wasn't a part true. of our, our you like, were also, yeah, you were dating before the thing, before these things became a part of our Ex- everyday. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Before the iPhone. Before. Wow. We predate the iPhone. That's, uh, That's really romantic. So you, you've never you've never gotten to like experience the like grinders. Of oh, all. I mean we're open. Sure. So okay. yeah, you have. Okay. We travel. Sure. 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 So yeah. yeah, we've we've been to Chicago. <laughs> sure. And uh, what about you and your boyfriend? Do you? I feel like you. I've never seen a picture uh, no, of your boyfriend. He, yeah, we we post stuff here and there, but like I'm not. No one cares enough about my personal life for it to be a, a, for me to have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think yeah, it's a thing you have to create and create excitement around. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's and a, then, no excitement. About what's going on in my love life? No, I mean privately, of course there is. But yeah, oh, yeah. you want to you want to create a you know you got to you got to generate some some interest. Finn is really I'm really sorry about that. Today. Can you Don't hear it? Be. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, I like it. Okay, I think it's good. We're just gonna be open. We're gonna be open and honest about this. Uh, Everybody's being I open. Finn is crying. tired no. of hearing about gay issues. <laughs> Finn is. I will Finn say, our dog seems aggressively man. homophobic. Yeah, he really, he really is. That's a <laughs> get, thing I've learned about him today. Get He's me out of here. He is fucking <laughs> He's queered in. But yes, but yeah, it's it's very like you know it's very tempting to put all that out there. I've also I've never been somebody who like show, shares like like sexy shirtless photos and stuff because I I don't have like you know a the urge to do that or like a six pack. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my 
the where I've always leaned into is like, but look at how fabulous my life is because I have a relationship, uh-huh. and that's how I try to seem uh, superior to others. Okay, uh, I think through social media, and I'm for trying to get meals. better about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, what? For some, it's meals. For some, it's meals. Like, for look some. how fabulous my food mm-hmm. is. For some, it's uh, travel photos. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people I feel like go to Mykonos just for the Instagram posts, just, oh, just for the content, uh, just for the content. Uh, but I feel like uh, I my my negative thing of use of social media is when I use uh, uh, my relationship for uh, for the sake of it. And mm-hmm. so did did he have to say up front, like, just so you know, I don't want us putting uh, all he this out there? He was not on really on social media when we first started uh, dating. He I think he was on like Facebook, but he had like a fake name. Mm-hmm. He's an actor. And so but then he was on a TV show on a network and they made the network like made him get on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and now he has more followers than me on either and he doesn't do wow. anything on it. So mm-hmm. that's great. We're but really happy. This network didn't mind that his, that, you know, he was no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. He was very upfront about that. It was with the CBS. He had the show called Pure Genius last year uh, that uh, ran for 13 episodes and then disappeared. And now there's a show called The Good Doctor that's doing really well that's essentially yeah. the same show. Mm. Uh, but, but except that it's a hit. And, uh, <laughs> and But uh, it was really fun though to have a have a boyfriend who was on a CBS show for a while because sure. just oh god it's a I whole really thought world. I was on my way to being Camille Grammer I really did but, <laughs> oh you could and then the rug just pulled out from under you yeah, well. but uh, just when just when you think you're Camille Grammer but uh, <laughs> the um, uh, so yeah it, he was but when when he did eventually like join social media and stuff we didn't really have to have a conversation about it now. Um, when's the wedding? We're getting married in January. Wow. Yeah. We were going to do it in our, we were going to do it in the backyard and then we realized that was a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that would re- like require like renting porta potties and that's horrifying. And also <laughs> just like having people in your home and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so we're doing it at like a, a venue near our house and, uh, it's, a, it was going to be a very small wedding. And now I would say it's moderately, uh, medium sized. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very, very exciting. We, we hired a wedding planner, so we don't have to really we're not really doing anything yeah uh and uh it's a very boring exciting conversation are, well, are you doing any <laughs> traditional are you doing no, like a bachelor not. party are we you are doing, doing that we're taking well we're going to palm springs the weekend before with uh a, a group of his friends are renting a house and a group of my friends are renting a house and then we'll like meet up at the gay bars and such nice oh, that's uh, fun. i think yeah. that's cute yeah because yeah. he's from the uk and so all of these people are coming in from the uk the weekend before yeah and so he has all of his school friends and then all of my like LA gays, basically. Fun. Fun. Good time of year to be there. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Love it. Uh, yeah. So you, let's go backwards. Yeah. Sorry. If, uh, we could talk about your um, your relationship that uh, was very well documented <gasps> sure. on social media. I did have a relationship that was very well documented on social media. It was my first real, well, my first relationship ever. And uh, uh, I had just moved to LA. I was very excited to be dating someone who was like really attractive and was very into putting photos of us in every pretty, pretty much every moment. And then when it ended, um, I decided to live out the breakup uh, through social media yep. uh, mm-hmm. and pretty much live tweet 
and Instagram and Facebook uh, my nervous breakdown. It was mm. very raw. It was very raw. It was great. I mean, look, it was very interesting content. For sure. Was it great content? I didn't, great's a big word. Uh, <laughs> but And was it damaging content? Probably. You sure. know, I think I definitely, like, looked like a full, insane person for a couple years yeah. uh, because of it. And, like, I feel like I'm still trying to kind of, like, push that away. And then, of course, like last year uh, the ex-boyfriend was on a reality show Fire Island yeah. and I had to uh, I immediately was like well I have to recap this of for course. Vulture of course. because I have to own the narrative yeah. Uh, and and so but that was a bizarre experience and then I was like but maybe I just pulled myself further back into like not being able to live this meltdown down mm-hmm. and if you're uh, have, if you weren't following me at the time and you uh, want to follow those things from the past Google baby's first breakup which is what? a disgusting oh, wow. thing to to call a, a, a series of blogs about Did, a breakup. It, but I didn't think about it. I think I was off my meds at the time. It was just like a really rotten time. Sure. Yeah, yeah it, first breakup is it, always difficult. From what I gather, you have done – and it, it did get very uh, – you've talked about this a sure. lot. It got very ugly. It got very and, ugly. Uh, it, it got it got so ugly that I he had to file a restraining order. Oh, we didn't shit, have to. Jeffrey. He didn't have to. So basically what happened <laughs> was I was like – Basically, he wasn't contacting me anymore, and because I was like a full lunatic, and every time he would contact me, I would just like scream and this sort of thing. And I kept tweeting about him. He was dating someone else. I started tweeting about the other person. Uh, and this is now a new relationship now a new that's relationship. being played out. In Very much. To yeah. So he immediately oh, starts God. a new relationship with a guy who is here's the big here's the real big heartbreaker, more Instagram famous than me. Mm. So I was like, oh fuck, double whammy. So and uh, Chris Salvatore is his name, yeah. uh, who's a gay actor singer. A different, a different brand. A different brand, and self. I've never met him still wow. to this day. Uh, I saw him once at a place, and I, I hid because I had said such horrifying things about him on the <laughs> internet. Uh, and I was like, I really am a Bravo celebrity. And, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, they were living out their relationship online as well. So I was very much uh, trying to <laughs> turn the internet against them, I guess. And uh, he eventually filed a restraining order when I threatened to release photos of him dressed as his boss, Julie Chen, because my ex-boyfriend was Julie was working for Julie Chen at the time. And he like, he like made a video of himself, like trying to like imitate her, like her, like verb, like the way she talks basically. Like she's okay. very like, precise speech pattern, yeah. very robotic uh, in like a brown wig. I, and it was on my phone and I was like, I'm going to release this. And then the next day uh, he had someone serve me a restraining order at my home. Uh, God. which I've always thought like the and fact that, that like, basically, like you can't tweet about, yeah, which is not a thing. Right. Uh, and so we finally, you know, got him to uh, drop it. But like, I, it was really like, I like called my manager at the time and was like, what do I do? Should I call my lawyer? And he was like, well, he does <laughs> entertainment law. Like he doesn't know. This is untrue. How to do this. <laughs> and my manager at the time, um, like, Got into my Twitter and changed all my passwords. That because he was good management. He was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, He was like, we need to fix this. Wow, (laughs) is the definition of good management. Uh, It was really dark, and then, uh, but we're okay now. We've 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 made up. Great. I saw him on Fire Island this summer. 
Uh, not he, on the show, not on the actual on the show, on the physical actual place. physical place. Uh-huh. Uh, but he did. He was a local celebrity there on Fire Island, and uh, and he met my fiance, and it was a very nice yep. uh, full circle moment. Great. Well, I have always told you, like I was uh, even at the craziest uh, height of this. Sure. I was Team Jeffrey all the way, very and that, nice. all of it was to me like what I would have done if I had enough of a following to document a bad breakup. Sure. Sure. But you seem to have done from what I gather, like a lot of uh, healing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I was very much, I mean, I think I just like truly, I think it was like a, it was one of those mid to late twenties nervous breakdowns that we all need to have. Uh Uh, And I, mine was pinned to this breakup, but was ultimately about everything else. You know, I mean, Saturn was returning. Um, I wasn't getting guest stars Uh, (laughs) yet to book a pilot, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, there was a lot to be angry about. And I think I sort of wrapped all that up into this breakup and used it. And I think in my mind was like, well, if I'm feeling this bad, fuck it. I'm just going to like, Sabotage the whole thing, yeah, and uh, I, I can burn it down, sabotage it to the yeah. ground. But what was the how? How did you get to this point? Like, how? What, I mean, was it therapy? Yeah, I mean, I was. I went to therapy. I mean, I've, I'm bipolar, and so I've been like in therapy since I was like in high school, and uh, on lots of uh, 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 cornucopia of uh, medications mm. uh, since I was in high school, and. Uh, uh, I think at the time of the meltdown, I was not on medication and not in therapy. And it was like a very much a decision to go back into uh, that happy place. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then I guess just sort of getting over it. And I think I, you know, I, I had moved to LA and gotten right into a relationship after living in New York since I was 19. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you just, uh, I hadn't really developed who I was here. And I think it was about figuring out who that was, mm-hmm. which is so heady. Did uh, did Fire Island, the show, yeah. help you heal? Uh, kind of, actually, because watching your ex-boyfriend on a reality show is fascinating. Yeah. And uh, especially when the ex-boyfriend, Chris Salvatore, then was on the reality show as well. Hmm. And that was Were fascinating. Were they still together? No, no. They brought him on as like an ex-boyfriend coming to visit. Oh, wow. And then they had this whole thing about he <laughs> – my ex-boyfriend had written a country song about – our breakup, oh but it basically he was started writing it while we were together toward the end of the breakup. And it was like trying to learn how to let you go. And at the time I was like, oh, this is nice. Who is this about? And obviously it was about <laughs> our relationship. Uh, and then he performed it on the show and then they edited it in a way so that Chris Salva, it was about this guy, Him instead of the, you. Ex, the, the second boyfriend instead of me. But I, I, and I, at the time I was like really offended and then realized, no, I, he did that to, so you didn't have to be a part of this reality show and then yeah. he didn't start you know tweeting about him again mm-hmm. and then so I recapped the show for for Vulture and uh, and so th- having to like watch it and write about like someone that you lived with and who you truly lost your mind over when you broke up uh, in this very toxic bizarre environment of a reality show uh, and Fire Island mixed together yeah. uh, was very very uh, telling and made you kind of made was made me step outside of you know my history with this person and look at um, what our relationship, you know, was and what I was in denial of mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, fast. Have you ever spent time on Fire Island? A little nope. bit. 
Oh, it, only midweek. Ever? No, Matt's never been. No, You've my, done. My I've only been midweek. I was a college student. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I didn't. There's I a lot of those Island out there. A couple times. Okay, well, that's a very different thing. Yeah. Um, and you've been during the week, you said? Yeah, like a Tuesday and a Wednesday a okay. couple of times. That's I've never the way been to for do a weekend. A... I'm afraid to be there on It's weekend. shocking. I mean, we went this summer. We had rented a house with some friends uh, from L.A., and I was already in New York doing search party. And so then the weekend before we were supposed to go, we were invited out by someone else who was like, I have a house just sitting there. Do you want to stay in it? Jesus Like, we'll go stay. That's a life. And we got there, and we just were like, okay, we're going to have a tame weekend this weekend. And then we, d- we weren't – I don't think we slept for like 72 hours oh, and it was the pines party which oh is boy. like a circuit party on the beach oh and i i don't think i'd ever been to a like straight up circuit party before no. have you terrifying no. like, went to the white party once oh so you have scarred. been to a circuit party okay yeah. yeah i've never done anything like that and it was fascinating and weird and at first i thought i hated it and then it was pouring down rain and that kind of made it magical uh but it is i will say I mean, we, I think we went to bed that day at like noon the next day and then got up at three and there was like another party across the street. I mean, it was, I don't know how people out there, A, are alive Uh and B, afford it. Like it's so, it's just. Yeah, because there's no good time to be had at a circuit party without drugs. No, 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 no. no. If you're you're not not, on drugs and you're at a circuit party, like get it together. Yeah. Uh, that is a creepy thing. Like that's that's weird. Yeah, uh, it's a very strange thing. But I two weekends in a row out there, and I thought I would. I don't think I ever need to do it again. Wow. I think I'm good. Well, yeah. what's it like doing this with a boyfriend or with a fiance? It was it, that was odd. Yeah, because like you know the whole point of going to things like that is to like have random sex. Yeah. And uh, I mean you know we're moderately you know open and stuff. So like you know there's that. But like it's. It's also yeah. It's it's a it's a sort of counter counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> you're like I've already got the thing. Yeah, that I've already I would got be this going thing here to. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, what am I chasing exactly? Yeah. Why am I here? And then you're sort of like, then you're the guy who's not on drugs at the circuit party. <laughs> yeah. Though I was on drugs at the circuit party, but you know is what that, I mean. Thank God. Is there like an alternative thing? Like, is there something else going on while the Pines party is going? That's a great on? question. I mean, yes, there are. Like, I saw an amazing drag show on Cherry Grove the Friday uh-huh. night I was there. But like, it was like the drag show was amazing. It was so good, and then. It was like everybody from the drag show went to the underwear party across the street. Sure. And then the underwear party across the the thing was like you had to literally you go in, you pay money to go into this thing, and it's crowded. And then they make you check your un, like you're not your underwear, your pants at the door. And they put it in like a plastic bag, and you look over, and there's just like all these like lines of plastic bags that look like you know things you send like to people after a hurricane, like it looks <laughs> yeah. like a care package of some kind. And they're like, like in the corner, and it's like really weird. And so I'm like you know deeply uncomfortable about being like in my underwear in public, as most people are, I would assume. And I uh, got in an argument with a door guy because, and I was also with a group of people who were like really sexy and like big you know muscly people. And so I uh, was already insecure, and like they all like stripped down and check their underwear or check their pants. And uh, the guy at the front door was like, all right, you have to check your shorts. And I was like, I'm not. Uh, and he was like, you have to. And I was like, well, I'm not wearing underwear. And he was like, well, you you can't wear your shorts. That's I, I'm required to make you check it. And I was like, I'm not taking off my shorts. And if you... <laughs> And, and if you have a problem with this, I will call the uh, HRC right now. Wow. And 
and he was so confused. They were waiting on that call. Also, like, who calls the HRC about having to take off their shorts on Fire Island? I would love uh, to receive that but, call. Yeah. That, that uh, three in the morning phone call. Yeah. yeah. And so after I said, like, I, you know, I'm going to call the HRC, the guy just, like, rolled his eyes and was like, okay, come on in. And so then I got in there, and then I became insanely uncomfortable because I was literally the only person at this entire party wearing, yeah. you know, not a pair of underwear. So then I ended up taking off my shorts in the middle of the party anyway because I was uh, out of place just not principle. being yes yeah I appreciate it and Ugh. I did call the HRC and I donated ten dollars no, <laughs> I didn't do that <laughs> I was there uh, during the week and I might have told this story before but I was there during the week and they have like whip it out Wednesday or something oh, at uh, at one of the bars in Cherry Grove and you get like a dollar off your beer purchase <laughs> if you if you show your dick right Ugh. so and I like. So I went up and I got beers for for the people I was with, and uh, and they're like, "Would you like to show your dick for a dollar off?" And I was like, "No, no, thank you." Uh, but then the person behind me, um, like, goes up and orders his beers, and then and they go, "Would you like to show your dick?" And he goes, "Yeah." And so he like just pulls it down, and the bartender like looks over and just just like, mm-hmm. and it it, like applies the discount, what? like as though he were scanning a coupon. Yeah, like yeah. it's just there is nothing sexy about it. It's just it's like just here's a dick. Yeah, may I have Insane. a dick? Here's a dick. Yeah, it just like completely so sexy that it yeah. comes around the corner. Such and becomes a different unsexy. message than the the times we're living in in terms of showing dicks. <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. Like asking for permission. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird. Well, now I want to go to Fire Island. I don't know why. I I mean, it's fascinating. I think if you go with the right group of people that are into the same kind of things you're into and aren't going to be like. We have to be on ketamine every yeah, night yeah. In, in, a, in, a, in a club. Uh-huh. Uh, it can be fun. Because the beach is beautiful. It's gorgeous. And, like, the houses are cute and quaint. And it's a lovely little setting. Yeah. Uh, I love the cute little grocery store, things like that. But, like, overall, it's, it, it is garbage. It's <laughs> I would like to experience autumn there. Autumn sounds nice. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'd love to go right there. Yeah. For, like, the sure. month of October. Wear, wear a heavy wear a sweater. sweater yeah. right, like but a great dress gay for it right play. now. I am, yeah. Sort yeah. of like a Terrence McNally farce. Oh, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly There would be literally nothing to do, I would assume. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely not. That's fine. I'm into it. Can you can we talk about the the the, the open ish aspect of your relationship? Like how do you navigate those sure. those rules? Uh yeah. I mean, it's a it's a tricky thing. I mean, we uh it's all about, you know, I mean for us it's all we have all these rules and uh, we're very, I mean, both myself and uh, my fiance are very, have a very good communication between the two of us. And uh, we kind of uh, don't really put sex stuff on a pedestal in any right. way. And uh, I, so I think by doing that and by avoiding like making it a huge thing, we're able to uh, navigate those. And that takes this sort of removes some of the like darker temptation. From yeah. It. Like I don't like, I'm not interested in like going on like grinder or something. We no. don't do any of that kind of stuff. No. I mean, I feel like the, the most like aggressive we get for trying to find a hookup is like, I drunkenly messaging somebody on, I'm like drunkenly messaging somebody on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's like a hot model that, bo- that follows me and like, you know, has gone through and liked things and yeah, it's like okay you've, 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 you've said hello yeah. You know? so, yeah. yeah they're vetted yeah yeah slightly. yeah, yeah. Okay. you know you know it is when sure. someone follows you and you're like oh okay yeah. they're into this uh-huh yeah um, that's interesting but how do you uh, i mean i just would turn into such a jealous really monster oh my god yeah but you're are you like super neurotic 
Uh, when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and are you and your uh, person, uh, I don't monogamous. know why I'm saying person as if you're not gay. This <laughs> podcast is called something. Your like, significant uh, other. We're, your yeah, friend. We're, we're totally monogamous. And, and how long have you been together? We've been together for four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's working out. It's yeah. So far, so good. And do you mm-hmm. ever have like temptations that are like, oh, fuck, I want to. Honestly, no. no, I am such a prude. Like, I think I was built for this a little more. Okay. And I, I think what what's always interesting when I talk to people who don't practice monogamy is there's a little bit, and you're, this is not coming from you, but there is some condescension, some some kind of sure. like, okay, talk to me in a year, girl. You know what I mean? It's like, totally. I, I think both things are, are equally 100%. valid. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very not opposed to monogamy. And I would say also any kind of like openness that I have had in a relationship has been very, very, very um, – uh, not very, very rare. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. not like it become, I know, I know that. I have many friends who are in relationships where like, that's like the focus. Yeah. And I think that works too, but that's not, uh, I don't, I don't think I could handle that either. Yeah. Just, uh, to bookend the relationship thing to bookend the relationship. What, uh, what happens after the wedding? Divorce. No, uh, <laughs> presume, uh, presumably, uh, if you never watched a TV show, uh, I don't, what, I mean, like, what are we doing? What Do you, you want, want kids? Yeah. Is there going to be, Oh God, no. Well, no. I don't want kids. I, but I've said to him, I would do kids if we had $20 million in the bank. I basically say this. Yeah. Thing to Michael, so 20, yeah. 20 million is my number. And if we have that, then sure. Yeah. But like, I don't, I used to be like really anti kids and like not even like into talking to kids, but I've recently gotten into babies, uh, Cheyenne Jackson's babies. I don't know if you follow him on uh, Instagram, but it's honestly worth it's worth the follow. They're very very cute, uh, and they bring a lot of joy Hmm. to my Instagram feed. So I like watching that. But then I think about it, and they're like the they're and then you see they're like post at like five a.m. and you're like, oh well, that's horrible. That's That's the time your day starts. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and you're like having to like get up and take care of these like tiny screaming humans. Yeah. Do you want kids? I don't. Do you? No, but I, yeah. I, 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 20 million is probably not my number, but I have a similar stance. Yeah. Like, Cause I'm then you can hire it. somebody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want babies. I, I will say I, okay. the idea of, you know, foster kids or older, sure. you know, harder to place yeah. adopted sure. kids later mm-hmm. when I, yeah. When I have some money would sure. be, is, is like a thing that we're, that we talk about, but never really act on. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, I think the next step after, uh, uh the wedding, we want to get a dog at some point, but we're kind of putting that off until yeah. we're like really, you know. Sure. Solid. Uh, about the dog thing. I mean, basically, yeah. in now, it's a, you, you need to be able to be as in um, settled down as possible. Exactly. Um, I want to be there. Be there, man. Be there for that dog. And I had a dog in the previous relationship. Oh, that's um, right. We got a dog way too quickly, and that was and like a puppy, and then oh, and the dog was on Fire Island. Yes, wasn't it? Uh, I think you said the dog was on fire, and that is when they filed the restraining order. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, the dog, uh, it was on Fire Island. Yes, uh, and he took the dog when we when we broke up, and that was a whole like other. Oof. Part of the meltdown, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, I'm like, oh my god, thank god, because uh, yeah. then I saw the dog on Fire Island for the first time in like three years or five years, maybe, uh, uh, in over the summer, and was like, I don't love this dog. Wow, <laughs> like this is not that's the fact that we have a dog together is the one thing that will keep us together at least for the next few years while yeah. she's on this earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Because we're both 
fully full body obsessed. With we her. only yeah. were we were only together for like seven months after like we broke up like seven months after we got the dog. So yeah. it was it's it's his dog. They went and like hiked a trail together. They have a whole thing and they're they're you know close and he was like, Do you want to spend the afternoon with the dog when I was on Fire Island? And I thought sure that'd be fun. And then after about twenty minutes, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. This is not fun. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to go take a nap. What do I do with this thing? Uh it's a lot. Yeah. You need to shed all vestiges of that <laughs> One, relationship. Yeah, one hundred percent. That show that show was on a hiatus. <laughs> yes. But I think you should be rid of that whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. That was the one thing that hooked me in on that show was just like, th- this guy? These people? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all it was all the bizarre random people. Uh, did you ever watch you, – of course, you watched the show The A-List. Oh, yeah. Uh, I never did. Uh, I saw – Matt did a live uh, – Reading, reading of it yes. with Drew Drogi and Sam Pancake and, and Brian, Brian Safi, yeah, uh, and that was, was spectacular. Uh, so so funny, and it, the same thing. Those yeah. people were you were like these are the A list, you know, these mm-hmm. are the people we're following on Fire Island. Though I did go inside that house on Fire Island uh, this when I was there the summer that they shot the reality show in, and that was like. For me being inside the Golden Girls house, yeah, you know, it was a sure. monumental experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to go back to the Fire Island TV show. We'll talk about. Yeah, it we'll talk off. about it when yeah. it comes back for season two. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's on hiatus right now. On HBO. But one of these days. Yeah. Before <laughs> we go, will you involved? tell us about your latest book? Yeah, I wrote a uh, YA young adult uh, novel. Uh, your second, my second yeah. one. Yes, with um, uh, with Scholastic. And my first one's called Drag Teen, and it's a young adult book about a young teenage drag queen uh, on a road trip of a lifetime to win a scholarship uh, in a drag beauty pageant to go to college and get out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, And uh, then the second book is now called uh, A Very, Very Bad Thing, and it is a book about a young uh, gay relationship between two two teenage boys. One of the boys happens to be the son of a very famous uh, conservative, religious, um, born-again Christian talking head uh, Mm -hmm. minister. Uh, whose main platform is Pray the Gay Away. And uh, basically something terrible happens to his son and his boyfriend, the narrator of the book, is left to make a decision on whether to use the loss of his boyfriend for change and the sake of good, even if it includes bending the truth. Right. Uh, And he has to sort of make a moral uh, decision of whether or not that's an okay thing to do. Uh, And it's also funny. Uh, And I kind of wanted to like look at the way we like objectify uh, kids who like come out in public ways and become these sort of um, gay heroes and go on Ellen and are given money and become these people with these huge platforms, but are essentially just people who told the truth and about themselves at a young age and yeah. are, you know, 16 and don't know what the hell they're doing and then become these, uh, you know, heroes and people who give speeches and spokespeople, you know, and uh, looking at the idea of, you know, yes, that's great. And we need to see out young people doing amazing things and, and uh, being important to the world, but also let's think about what it's actually doing to those yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's sort of what the book explores. Uh, and that's available anywhere books are sold now or as an audiobook read by me. Nice. I'm, very, I'm excited to dive into them as an adult, but also like, where were these? I would have loved the, it's, yeah. it's so cool that you're doing this yeah. now. Well, it's cool. Like, I mean, I'm not the only person doing yeah, know, yeah. YA, but uh, it's, there's so, I mean, it's amazing. The YA world, uh, not just Scholastic, all of the main publishing companies are, you know, really focused on doing like queer characters and yeah. stories that aren't just about coming out 
out, but are about, you know, finding your way and navigating the world as an out gay person um, from a young age. And so that's like so cool that they're yeah. mm-hmm. actually, you know, stepping up to the plate and so doing right. that. Uh, Where's so, Drag Teen the movie starring Jeffrey Self? Drag Teen the movie, I wish. Uh, actually, Drag Teen got optioned to be a musical, Whoa. which is very exciting by uh, the director Jerry Mitchell, who did uh-huh. Kinky Boots oh, and wow. um, Legally Blonde. Uh, he optioned it, and so I get to write the book with a guy named Troy Johnson. And we are uh, – when I was in New York, we were meeting with a composer that I think is going to hopefully do it. We'll see. Um, who is really, really, really good and would be really exciting to be doing it. That's so it cool. Is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have never written a musical before, but I'm told it takes a very long time for yeah. any of that to happen. So we've been working on – we worked on it actually this summer in Fire Island and then – uh, we've been working on it for like a year, so uh, it would be exciting if something happens with it. Wow! Yeah. Good luck. A musical. We need it. The That's world needs gay. your voice, Jeffrey. Yes. yes. Um, I'm really happy that I'm on your podcast. <laughs> Thank oh, you so, so much for doing this. There have been, people have been demanding it. Oh, yep. yes. Pitchforks. Yeah. Pitchforks. Yeah. And he's finally here. You're welcome. You did ladies it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good luck with the wedding. Thanks. Thanks for being um, here. Thanks for having me. Good Look luck with these to dogs. Attending, I believe this is our this is official your official invitation. invite. <laughs> Great. We'll see you there, um, Jeffrey. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. See you later. Oh my God, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey! Who's got more going on than Jeffrey Self? Nobody. 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 Thank you for coming by, Jeffrey. And Mazel, Mazel, Mazel on your wedding. Uh huh. We're very happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to our producer Dana Wickens. Yeah. Thank Colin you Anderson. to Ryan Connor, right, Ben Wise for the music. Yes. Uh, Jake, pa- Jake Paul, would you? Uh, again, I'm going to say yes in my darkest yeah. hour. Truth is, do I know the difference between the two? No. No. Would you? Uh, Jake Paul, I probably would, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, get at us on uh, on at Homophilia Pod. Also, uh, everyone who, was, uh, who actually like, signed up for HQ and gave oh, yeah. my code. A lot of people did. Here and it really helps. Great. I haven't come anywhere near winning again. But thank you. Maybe next week. Maybe. Oh, it's every day. By the way, uh, if you're in L.A., Dave and I are going to be at Casita Del Campo tonight. Yeah. Seeing Dina Martina, the drag legend from Seattle, oh. the greatest of all time. Tonight. That's Friday night, January whatever. Friday yeah. night is. Come over. Come by. Buy us a margarita. Oh, God. Limit one. They're very strong. They're very strong. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Guys, once again, don't forget to tune into Kevin Pollock's chat show here on Earwolf. Mm-hmm. David Harbour from Stranger Things. Joe Keery from Stranger Things. One of them's going to be Hellboy. You decide. Uh, other people who are not from Stranger Things. Probably, but who knows? You'll have to listen to find out. If you want to do that, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Get Kevin Pollock's chat show right now. Dave. Yes. Big news. Yeah, give it to me. From January 26th through the 29th, Podswag is having a huge sale, offering 35% off all regular priced items with a code, and that code is DEAL. That's the easiest code to remember. If just you DEAL. Do, just put in DEAL. Uh, as an added bonus, there will be tons of discounted tees priced at 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. Yeah, go take a look, guys. Pick up some swag from your favorite show. You're going to find something you love. You're going to find something unique. You're going to find something that makes you stand out in the crowd. Go to podswag.com slash sale. Check out all the discounted T-shirts. Use the offer code DEAL for 35% off the rest of the site. 
This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.